0: super talk mississippi media production
1: hello ladies and gentlemen this is jamie Creel with shelter insurance come see how we have built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our switch and save located in ridgeland and florida mississippi give us a call 601-992-6000
2: In a Mississippi Minute That's right Welcome to the Mississippi Minute, I'm Steve Azar, reminding you there's certainly many wonderful things culturally, historically, flat out cool here in Mississippi on this hallowed ground. Go to visitmississippi.org, you're going to find out a whole lot more. Okay, everyone, take a seat, including my guest today. This is going to take a while, but he deserves this, more like a Mississippi month of an intro, a smash hit tunesmith. An author, former army man, deacon in his church. I mean, I'm going to get to all that. As a songwriter, he's had songs recorded by Brad Paisley, who's his dear friend. Carrie Underwood, Jason Aldean, Luke Bryan, Kenny Chesney, Keith Urban, Rascal Flats, Cheryl Crow, Lauren Elena, Randy Hauser, our very own Scotty McCreary, Terry Clark, Montgomery Gentry, Joe Nichols, and many others. Many others among these recordings, 21 top Billboard hits, R and R media base hits, probably more now than when this was written. 16 of them have gone to number one. Now that's a lot of champagne at a lot of victory parties. So let me tell you, he's also received Song of the Year nominations with his pal Brad Paisley from the Country Music Association, from the Academy of Country Music, and the TNN Music Awards. His first Grammy nod came in 2002 in the category of Best Country Song for. What a song, The Impossible, recorded by Joe Nichols and Lee Miller, uh, co-wrote that with my guest. He's been awarded Song of the Year, He Didn't Have to Be, by TNN Music Awards and Music Row Magazine and is the co-author of the gift book with the same title for Stepfathers and, and How Fitting. His second book, published by Rutledge Hill Press, is titled If You Got a Dream, I Got a Plan. This book is a must-read for aspiring songwriters. As an active member, Kelly shares the vision of the Nashville Songwriters Association International of protecting the rights of folks like me. I appreciate it. Songwriters worldwide, that's a hallelujah. And also, speaking of hallelujah, he's an ordained deacon and has served at Brentwood Baptist Church. He's also one of the good ones as he donates his time and talents as the celebrity spokesperson for the Bethel Bible Village, a Christ-centered home for children in crisis. He served in the United States Army and was cum laude graduate at Belmont University. Have mercy. So enough is enough, is enough, is enough. Let's bring him in right now in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, one of Music City's best ever. Welcome to the show, Kelly. What's up? I'm doing great. Just glad to be here with you. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time. You're one of the ones that I've always looked up to and just, I saw nothing but hard work. and then taking all that talent the good Lord gave you and turning into something awfully special for the world to hear. Let's talk about this. We saw each other in Palm Coast, Florida uh, recently. Yeah. It's the first time in a million years because I moved. we moved our family back to Mississippi back in 2011. Mm-hmm. So we were in... Nashville, 20 years together. Uh, we had success around the same time, or you had already had success, and I jumped into the party for for that time. But um, it, you looked the same. You looked as athletic as ever. Uh, I just remember oh, going like, I, I did a double take, and I said, is that Kelly? Yes, it is, because, you know, we weren't in Nashville seeing each other on that home turf, which is so familiar. Right, right. You've kept yourself in such great shape. How have you done
3: it? Well, uh, thank you. I mean, I, I, I went through a couple, a couple stages early on, so you might have missed my chunky stage. Uh, <laughs> <No way. laughs> so I, I, I was, I was probably a good 45 pounds more what? Uh, than, than I, than, than I am now, but I've had it off for a long time, you know, 10, 15 years or so. The problem is when I, when I would gain weight, it never looked like it did because I, I, I gained like a, Like a fat back well, I keep it all on my back and shoulders, and so people always say, (laughs) "Man, you're really working out a lot." And I'm thinking, "No, I'm getting huge, you know." So, but anyway, I got a couple cracks years ago from from Brad Paisley, my buddy and neighbor, and he said, "He said, dude, "You're, you're freaking putting it on." You know, and that, he he said that, and I thought, okay, no, I'm not living here on this farm. Him calling me fat all the time because so, <laughs> he will, because he will, because <laughs> he will, he will call you out. You know, to, and I was thinking, look, I'm not an artist. Why do I have to be skinny? You know, but uh, but anyway, so that kind of that kind of got me started. And then I'm I'm an extremist, so I'm either all the way good or all the way bad. And so once I got in that, you know, just the mode of just being being healthier, and you know, family has health stuff and everything. Just all that kind of worked together to say. All right, you need to try to feel better and live longer.
2: Well, we're first of all, you and I both know that there's been a lot of time put in our business. We have done this for a very long time. Like a long time. Yes. And yes. It's almost like I look at my folks and who worked extremely hard that's all i ever knew them working that they, they just worked mm-hmm. and they worked together right uh, but it was it wasn't eight they weren't eight hour days they were sometimes 12 13 hour days and they never complained yeah. they loved it so for you and this so i knew nothing else and so it took a work ethic for me to finally sort of get there for you yeah. what did you witness with your folks because your work ethic like you talk about it goes to extreme and it had to be, yeah. and you and I both know that we've seen nobody in our business that hasn't worked hard at building relationships, first of all, but also building their talent, their craft. For you, you must have witnessed some sort of crazy effort, correct, with your folks?
3: Uh, you, just kind of coming up, you know, back in, um, Hickson, uh, Tennessee, which is, you know, in Chattanooga. And I just had a, just a real solid family. Dad is always working, but he always came home and worked with us in the, Driveway hitting grounders and stuff like that. He always wanted us to. We're all pretty good at sports and everything, but not because he he pushed us that hard. It's just that he gave us a lot of time and really liked it. And I I just kind kind of naturally was born a a people pleaser, and I've always wanted to please my my parents. My parents first. So I always wanted to be the best yeah. best shortstop, whatever. Because I didn't want to yell at that. Man, you know, not that he was mean, but like you just don't want to mess up. And I've always been that way, and I still am. So. I'm actually taking therapy sessions for it. No, I'm kidding, but, uh, <laughs> but it's always been it's always been a pleasure. Wanted to wanted to do good, and it's just carried on into my, in even being an adult, uh, it's kind of it's kind of funny how how you, you kind of keep pushing because I'm still trying to please my parents and make my parents proud a little bit. Right. You know, it's kind of weird, uh, but you just want them to be proud of it, and, and you want to for all the you know the, my dad had midnight shifts. He worked at at Sequoia Nuclear Plant. Very smart guy, but very hardworking, and yeah. and I just saw him just go sleepless nights and change all these shifts, and then still get up and do the family stuff, and just be a great solid dad, which took you know took a took a lot of time, took a lot of work. So I just want to kind of pay that. I guess you're kind of paying that back a little bit. I don't know.
2: Yeah, we're talking to Kelly Loveless. Well, I just believe that I've just seen how hard you worked, and through the years, and admired that. Um, do you know anybody in our business that didn't? Oh, that sort of got it really easy I just don't know I mean I know people I have had I, hits I,
4: early
3: but yeah i I don't know I don't know that it can be can be done I mean like uh somebody was telling me about a friend of theirs that that's been in town for a few years and and they kind of downplayed so hey, he said oh, he's only had he's only had this one this one top ten you know and and I'm just obviously being being an older guy you just appreciate everything, because, you know, songs are still very difficult to get recorded, mm-hmm. and I just told that, that person, I said, I said, hey, I said, if you've had one hit, I said, but that's not luck, you did a lot of things right, and you worked your butt off to, to get there, because, I mean, so many things, as you know, have to line up correctly, right. you have to have the right idea with the right people on the right day, and everything else, and then other stuff has to line up, and 20 other people have to like it, and everybody's trying to boot you out and get another song in there, so, I mean, just... I have a huge appreciation for anyone having any amount of success because, yes, you can be blessed and you can be lucky and be in the right spot at the right time every now and then, and and be thankful. Like, oh crap, why they pitched that idea today. That's that's an incredible idea. So sometimes you do get lucky, but um, you also have to be present in a lot of situations to be able to receive that luck. All
2: right. We're talking to Kelly you. Hey, folks, it's Steve Azar, and my friends at Guarantee Bank are excited to introduce contactless debit cards. These contactless debit cards can make checking out quick and easy. The tap-and-go process is quicker than inserting a chip card, and way faster than using cash. How do you get your new contactless card? Well, it'll automatically be mailed to you when your debit card expires, or you can contact your local branch. Go to GBTOnline.com to find out more. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC.
4: Hey, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. You can hear the show Saturday afternoons 1 until 3 right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Gary Klein and Kelly Jordan are our pros from the Bassmaster Elite Series. Mr. Whitetail Larry Wysoon takes care of all of our big game needs. Plus, Tom Dawkin and Ronnie Smith will help you build a better bird dog. Not to mention the fact that we just have a whole heck of a lot of fun with a lot of great guests. I hope you'll be a regular. Hey, we'll see you in the camp house this Saturday at 1 on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Forty-three.
0: Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Halito, this summer, July 14th through the 17th, the Mississippi Band of Choctaw Indians invite you to the 71st edition of the Choctaw Indian Fair. Come and experience Choctaw foods, traditional music, dances, and visit the Arts and Crafts Pavilion for exquisite art, Native American jewelry, Choctaw basketry, and so much more. Don't miss popular midway rides, nightly concerts under the stars, and the granddaddy of all field sports, Choctaw Stickball. The Choctaw Indian Fair is back. For more information, visit us online at
6: ChoctawIndianFair.com and like us on Facebook.
0: Hope to see you there. Hachapisalachke.
5: the staff and management of Discount Gun Safes would like to wish you a very safe and happy 4th of July holiday. Remember our troops serving here and abroad. From your friends at Discount Gun Safes, have fun, but please drive safely this 4th of July.
0: In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi.
2: As we roll down a Mississippi Minute, I'm Steve Azar. Visit Mississippi.org is the place. Check it out. If you are in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, just what a wonderful life lived in one of the greatest writers in music city history, Kelly Loveless, also an author. Okay, I love interviewing all you guys because we never spent the time uh, and you and I, we—I think we may have gotten in the writing room one time after uh, my waiting on Joe and all that. But but I think that yes. I went through throat surgery right after that, so I disappeared for a yes. minute because I was really going through it. But but uh, that's crazy because I first of all think about the army. It sounds like you you mm-hmm. needed to go there, <laughs> which I need to do. I, I, I did. I had my own version of the army, <laughs> but 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 truthfully, I get it. So. But that's really interesting that you you weren't writing songs yet, and you became yeah. one of the most prolific writers in the last three decades. So that's insane to me, and that just shows it's, you know, you talk about God things and all that, He has a plan. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. you and Brad, when do you guys become friends? Is it, it's definitely at Belmont you guys meet, right?
3: Right. And, uh, and it was, it was 92, 93, ish, 94, something like that. And, uh, we were both going to Belmont neither one of us had jobs or publishing deals or record deals or anything like that but you know at, at Belmont every now and then people do these showcases like writer right. showcases or artist showcases and I saw him a couple times playing his Telecaster guitar and I thought man I got plays great guitar but I still didn't know him then I went to this, this last uh, showcase that he he was in and, and I, at the time I thought I was a really good songwriter because that, I'd already been there a little bit and I had written some but and when I said earlier that I had written any songs I had, I just didn't know what I was doing, you know, and I didn't know it was a job. I just kinda liked doing it, you know. But and then I started thinking as I was getting there, I thought, you know what, I think I'm I think I'm pretty good. So I was pretty pleased with myself until I saw him play. Mm-hmm. And he was in, in college he was up there singing songs like I'm a misser, which was one of his huge songs on his second record that he saved years ago, but he was already writing that. He also right. played another song called Another You, which was a number one for David Kirsch a long time ago, but he wrote by himself. And as I was sitting there in that auditorium, I thought, I want to write like that because I knew I knew he was more talented than me. And I said, I, I want to write like that. And so that's what that really inspired me. And so the next uh, Monday, I knew he was in one of my classes. And so when he came, he walked, you know, past where I was sitting, and I said, I said, Hey, Brad. I said, I said, saw you the other night. No, just want to tell you, I said you're going to be a huge star one day. And he said, he just laughed and me. He said, ah, I don't think so, but thanks for saying that. And then we we just kind of started hanging, hanging out. We got to be buddies who had very similar personalities and just got to be friends from there.
2: You and I both believe in that. I believe the three most important things in life, sorry listeners, I know you've heard this, are relationships, relationships, and relationships. When they're real yes. and they're and they're made out of real, honest moments and that trust is built rather than going, trust me, the trust is... A natural thing that happens over time. Um, yes. It's the greatest thing in the world. So you guys go to Belmont together, and your uh, do you start co-writing? You know, this whole co-writing thing for me came later when I came for my first publishing deal in Dale Nashville. I didn't have anybody yeah. to co-write with. So w- for you, what was that like? When did you guys first get together? And was it a was it a win for the future? I mean, well, well, I'm talking yeah. about the first song. I know it was a win yeah. for the future overall.
3: Yeah, no, that, that's that's it's a great question, and um, I was the one pursuing the co-writing thing, and he was kind of holding off. And I think we probably we probably were buddies for about six months before we ever wrote, and he he kept putting it off. And I think I think the reason he was putting it off is one he'd never really heard anything that I that I had done, and I think he felt like you know if the co-writing thing doesn't work. Then we're not going to be buddies anymore, which would be weird because it's kind of like you're breaking up. Yeah. you know what I mean, so so, so, I was, so I was, but I was still kind of pushed in and everything. So finally, he did. We had an appointment, and I was nervous about it because I, I knew he was a better writer than me, and and I and I, I it was during this time where I was figuring out what my what my strength was going to be or what 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 was my value going to be in the writer room. Hmm. So so I, I thought for a good while, and I thought, okay, the one thing that he doesn't have that I have is my ideas. And so I started developing ideas, and and so when when he got there, the first the, the first day I pitched him this idea, and it was just called "I Still Love the Nightlife," and it was it was just a just a country thing kind of temp, tempo, you know, kind of like you're still you're you're going to marry this girl, but you still still love the nightlife, and you two step in your kitchen floor and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. So So he loved it, and we wrote it, and a few weeks later, Tracy Byrd cut it. So it the first <laughs> come on, you know, it wasn't too long. It's like it was like two months later, and that was the first cut I'd ever had. Listen, I'm going to interrupt time. you real Maybe. quick
2: because I think that I want to ask you something that really paved okay. the way. You talk about ideas, yes. like you really were prepared uh, yes. f- to go into a writing room rather than hoping it just worked
4: out.
3: Right, right. Wow. Because I, I knew just innately that I, I couldn't. There's no way I could go in and just and just make a career off his his talent. You know, you have to bring something of value and. And I just learned how I just I just became an idea guy. And every time we'd get together, I would pitch him something, and he, he would love it. And so now now eventually that gets harder because you you write about a lot of topics, so that becomes harder. Right. But that, but it actually helped me not not just in in that relationship, but but for my whole career. That's ah. just what I always feel the pressure to bring the idea, and, and not that you can I, every every day, but you can bring something. That, yeah. to me, is harder. Yeah.
2: So that, to me, what you're yeah. saying to me is more difficult as a writer. So for me, um, I just start going. And all of yeah. my biggest success songs, movie soundtracks, whatever, the hits on the radio, which, mm-hmm. whatever I had, they were all the courses and the, the titles were all written, too. So I I took a journey. I didn't have a title. but But I had a thought. Right about things that were right. moving me. So I'd write series of songs, Kelly, that were mm-hmm. you know, that that were crafted good and all this, but then you were hoping that one would fall out of the sky that wrote itself. But but it was about something I knew that was happening yeah. to me or to a lot of people around me that I knew, okay, that's real. You know, so right. but yours your way is really to me more difficult because like you said, and if you're coming in with a title itself, we've heard a lot of cliche, whatever titles and, and titles aren't necessarily the easiest to write to you got to write to it so you're sort of glued right. to that anyway I, I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but you bring up such an interesting no, point point. No, and, and your no. way is the most unique to me I'm telling you
3: Well well thank you and it's, it, it is it, it can be it can be difficult but if you if you I don't know if you stumble on the, on the right thing every now and then it, it kind of motivates you to think about it more every time you think of a great idea, I'm sure you're the same or you, or you write a song that you're excited about. Or you get a song recorded, I always feel like, well, that's it, that's the last one. Thank you, Lord, appreciate it. That's it, and because you, you just don't think you'll you'll think of anything again, then somehow you do.
2: You got hot, right? So when does the heat happen? Yeah, I, and then, oh, also, you know, we're mutual friends with our our boy Frank Rogers. He's one of my favorite people ever. Mm-hmm. Was Frank in college with you guys?
3: You no, know, it, it, he was at Belmont, but I didn't I didn't hang out with him there. He might have finished a year before because I, I met him kind of after the fact because Brad, Brad gotcha. and Frank Rogers and Chris Dubois were already um, were friends and writing and stuff like that. And then Brad introduced me to Frank Rogers and, and Chris after I think after we graduated or toward the end.
2: God, you guys have made a lot of history together. I mean, you think about it, do you ever, a lot, yeah. I mean, it's a whole lot. I mean, it's, it's insane is what it is. I'm wondering if anybody's had... More than 16 number ones I'm, I'm thinking about Jeffrey still and I'm just think, trying to think of uh, who could have had more n- nobody right? Have you had the most number ones in the last two or three decades?
3: No, because uh, you know I guess when you say back in back in the day when you were having your you know, your run for a good while I was I was probably one of uh, the most successful as far as commercial hits and stuff. But now nowadays it's it's pretty crazy. Like Ashley Gorley, for example, I think has fifty he has fifty plus number ones. What now he is he is the most he is the most successful commercial songwriter in all genres of music everywhere. Wow. Including McCartney and everything. He's bypassed <laughs> everyone. Yeah. And and there and there are several people, you know, who would have wow. you know, wow. uh twenty, twenty like you have Dallas Davison, you have Red Akins, you got Ben Hayslip. Craig you Wiseman, know, obviously. Geiger, Craig, Craig was like Wiseman, boy. yes yeah yeah tim nichols um you know it's just when you start thinking about them you know there's there's actually a a pretty big group of guys and they're they're actually killing it even even more so than than we were doing in the day you know and they're they're actually working harder i don't know how it's possible because i felt like you know you and i talking about sometimes you're doing those 12 and 14 hours a day and, and you are like you being an artist and you're trying to get a record and everything and you're riding, you're riding day and night and waking up and just eating a biscuit and coffee and, and going and just h- hardly sleeping for a good 14 month period, trying to put a record together. And so I don't know how they're working harder, but some they're either working harder or smarter, probably yeah. smarter.
2: Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they probably are working smarter. We're going to go into a break real quick because uh, I don't want to go into a break with you. I'd rather talk to you, but uh, it's what pays for this show. Uh, you are in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio as always We're with Kelly Loveless, incredible story. What a story. What a life lived so far. we got a lot left, me and you, Kelly. Uh, go to visitmississippi.org sure. to check out all the wonderful things you can do right here in our home state. You get to play DJ. We are the birthplace of. American music down here in Mississippi so into the break Kelly would you like to hear Muddy Waters or Howlin' Wolf?
3: Ooh, muddy Waters that's
2: it we'll be right back I'm Steve Azar with the great Kelly Love stand by
6: oh yeah, yeah.
0: Nobody covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk. Super Talk Mississippi News is your source for all things Mississippi. Stay here and hear the stories that matter. Super Talk Mississippi News. Online at supertalk.fm. From the
5: SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center. I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today's showers and thunderstorms likely high near 85. Tonight, a 60% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 70. Your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 89. Saturday evening, mostly clear, low around 66. And for Independence Day, sunny conditions, high near 92. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
1: Oh, oh,
5: oh, O'Reilly. Ready for your next road trip? Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts to get everything you need to stay safe while traveling. Visibility on the road is so important and so easy to achieve. Get your windshield streak-free and crystal clear with Blue Magic Glass Cleaner. On sale now, two for $5. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
2: Auto Parts.
5: Gulf Seafood Outlet.
4: Fresh Gulf Shrimp.
5: Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Oysters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your fresh seafood headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland just past Lake Harbor Drive. 601-790-9407. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The ruling that left Mississippi
2: without a medical marijuana program and effectively wiped out the state's initiative process will stand as the state Supreme Court has denied a motion to intervene that was filed by supporters of a pair of active initiatives. The group pushing an early voting initiative and a doctor whose initiative would legalize recreational marijuana filed the motion back in June in hopes of forcing a rehearing in the case. And earlier this week, Week, the Attorney General's office, along with the Department of Public Safety, launched the Be the Solution campaign aimed at combating human trafficking. As you travel this holiday weekend, if you think someone may be in danger, Commissioner Sean Tindall urges you to alert the proper authorities.
4: If you see something, say something. It's okay. If it turns out that it's not, in fact, that's great. But those situations, if we can save one child, it's worth the effort.
3: For more on the campaign, find us online at
2: supertalk.fm. I'm Attorney General Lynn Fitch. My office is leading a statewide initiative to provide you with the tools to recognize human trafficking. If you suspect human trafficking, report it to the national hotline at 1-888-373-7888 or text 233-733. For more information on how to spot the signs and where to report them, go to AttorneyGeneralLynnFitch.com.
1: Be aware, be prepared, and be the solution.
0: In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: As we roll down a Mississippi Minute, I'm Steve Azar. Visit Mississippi.org is the place. Check it out. Trust me. Report back. Tell me what you did, what you went and saw. How you experienced our cool, hallowed ground. We call Mississippi Yard and keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. I got one beautiful dude on the phone. Just what a wonderful life lived in one of the greatest writers in Music City history, Kelly Loveless, also an author. do I want to talk about the, what gets you to write a book, obviously a song. Uh, I always try to, Kelly, I always try to uh, find a home for my songs, no matter what, like this radio show, it finally had a home. It just sat on a record, mm-hmm. you know. So with you, and yeah. you obviously write a song that really, really, really touched a lot of people. It was TNN Music Awards Song of the Year, Music Mag- Music Row Magazine Song of the Year. He didn't have to be. And then all of a sudden, you guys co-authored the book. Uh, tell me about that process from going to song to book and, and what got you into the, the writing mode of something a lot longer than a song like a book.
3: Well, like the... Um the, the the song itself is interesting because we were talking earlier about about ideas and how I generally bring an idea or a title to a session. In this particular case, with this one, uh, I didn't. We actually kind of did it like like you're saying that you you experienced and you write about real Hallelujah.
5: things,
3: you know. <laughs> and you write about real things that move you, that hopefully will move somebody else. Because if it doesn't move you, it can't move anybody else, right? right? And so I just had a, a we were he was over at my apartment. We've been married for six months I my stepson I was about five years old. And so Brad just came over, cause he was single. My wife cooks real country, like meeting three and stuff. And so he came over and we ate, then went out on the back porch and I had a guitar staged out there. I mean, not staged, sitting out there. And he, he picks it up and his record was already done. His first record was done. I had three cuts on that that record and I, I was satisfied as, as a writer. And then he picks up the guitar and he said, he said, well, you really love that little guy, don't you? And i said yeah i said i was so stressed out about it i thought it'd be really hard being a stepdad but all you gotta do is know how to play video games and you're a national hero you know <laughs> and so he said he said well, we ought to write about that and i said about what he goes about the process you know he goes "He what happened when we are dating and stuff and i said oh man she took me everywhere you know everywhere with us and all this stuff so we just started writing from the first line and he just said hey let's let's write a song to make karen cry wow. so our whole goal was to write a song to make her cry <laughs> and so then obviously it was one of those meant to be things. We got done with it, and just and it was kind of scary without you, you you know writing not with a title. You didn't know where it was going to go. Yeah. But it also was kind of cool because we weren't trying to write anything for anybody else to hear. We were just trying to write something very real. So it obviously God blessed it and it just worked out. Mm. You know, magically and everything. Then later on, Tim Dubois heard him play that play that at a radio seminar, and he played it and everybody cried. And he came out and said. Mr. You got to record that song. And hmm. so he put it, then he put it on the, on the record late. And that ended up being his first number one and my first number one.
0: And, oh, wow. Wow.
3: Yeah. And so it was, a, it was a really, you know, really special thing. And it was obviously a long time ago. And then the book itself just, that just came from, um, they had just started doing those little gift books. And I think I Hope You Dance was the first one and the Leanne Walmack. Right. Song. And it, it obviously was really good. And so, so then you just had your your that publishing company. Was, was trying to go go after songs that were kind of special and unique for that. Since that was a Father's Day type thing, that's why they just kind of presented it, presented it to us and asked if we would do it. And it was a really cool thing to do. Oh,
2: wow. Wow. I love it. I love the extension. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Pardon the pun, but it does. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah All right. Exactly. When, when The Impossible, you know, that was such a special song, right? When I heard it first. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I mean, that was just one of those ones. I always think about The Impossible, I think about my list. You know, when, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. w- with Toby, I just think I certain, I hope you dance. I, I don't, there's certain mm-hmm. songs that just really resonated with me. When I, when I was coming to town back and forth, and he ended up being my, my co publisher, we still work together today. Mark Allen Springer had written Two Sparrows and a Hurricane, mm-hmm. which set him off. That was another one that, you know, they, right. they were just, they really mattered, you know? And so take me right. back to the inspiration with The Impossible.
3: Uh, well, that that was written with um, Lee Miller, and it was our first day together. Uh, Christy Dubois set us up, and he said, Hey, I think y'all would write well together because he was writing for Chris at the time. And, and and again, ironically, mentioning mm-hmm. that I'm an idea guy, I didn't really have anything that day. And I think both of us were kind of feeling out the room that you didn't want to pitch your best stuff because you're not sure if the chemistry is going to be right. And so you're kind of holding back a little you're bit. You're holding out a little bit? A little, That's interesting. A little <laughs> a little bit, because because you might have a, an appointment the next day with somebody that you know for sure that you can write a solid song with. You nice. know what I mean? So you don't want to yeah. you don't want to burn an idea, you know, on a on a relationship that may not continue. So I think we're both just kind of feeling it out, and so he he just said, "Hey, I've got this one thing. It's not it's not a title. It's just a, it's just a few words." And I said, well, "What what is it?" He said. Unthinkable ship sink. and as soon as he said it, it's just kind of weird how somebody will say something and just takes you somewhere. Like like for me, as soon as he said that, it just took me to a, a, funeral, a funeral. I was about five years old in somewhere, Alabama, in the back of the funeral home. And I remember, you know, I was telling Leah, I, I said, I was back there just holding my dad's hand. I said, so I'm not even sure who, was, who had passed, but I remember looking up at him. And he had those big sunglasses, and I just saw a tear come out from underneath the sunglasses. And that process wow. as a kid, I thought, oh, wow, he bleeds. And that was the first yeah. time I'd ever seen my dad and i said i said well, let's write let's write a first verse about my dad and then go from there wow. and that's what we did
2: so far i'm i'm real i'm making you realize that you do it both ways i just want you to know that yeah,
3: yes, yeah, so, yes so you're, far comfort, do it, my, <laughs> yeah, my, my comfort level is to have is to have the plan and the idea and the structure and everything however you're right there have been a couple of times and very special songs that you've You've just kind of written about something, something real. I guess the, I guess the, uh, the, the common theme about those things is like, just like what you said with your writing, the only time that's worked for me is about something real. Yeah. And if you do have something real that moves you and maybe makes you tear up a little bit yeah. or smile or whatever, tear then hopefully up. that'll, that'll, you know, spill over to other people.
2: What, a, what, this is, we're talking to Kelly Lovis and I'm, I'm in my, third cup of coffee right now so if i'm talking fast or kelly's talking fast is because <laughs> I'm, on, my, yeah.
3: I'm on four i think
2: oh no wonder okay <laughs> i love it i love it i love it okay so you guys you and brad are neighbors what wh- how did that work out you guys bought some property together and are next to each other or because there's not a lot left out there you know yeah. are you on leapers
3: yeah, it, it, i know we're actually in franklin uh and what what's interesting about it is when we're in college we're just dri- we're driving around off. Uh, out here in Franklin off Berry's Chapel Road, and we just came up over this hill. I forget what the neighborhood is, but we just came up over this hill and we just looked out to the right. And there's this huge expanse of land with these huge houses and, and ponds and fountains and horses and mm. all this stuff. And and, he, and he, as soon as he saw it, we looked over. And he goes, that's it. We're going to have a compound just like that one day. You know, and I said, "Okay, cool." And I think we're driving around eating Taco Bell. You know, we didn't have jobs yet. You know, right. <laughs> so I said, "Yeah, that'd be great." You so, still you still so don't have mean, a job, just FY. Neither do you. Does still don't have a job. You're, you're actually right. <laughs> so so anyway, but it was uh, several years later, and and actually on very close within four miles of that of that property, he ended up buying ninety acre farm, and then and sold us five acres, kind of in the middle of his ninety acres. Wow. And. That's yeah. just how it, how it worked. He, he would always say, Hey, we're going to go look at this land. We'll try to go to make sure that's something that y'all want to. And, and we were like, No, we, dude, y'all, y'all go find something. If y'all like something and it works out, good. You know." But I was like, We don't have to, if we were in college, you don't have to keep that, <laughs> that oath up. you know? And we're trying to <laughs> let him out of it. You know. But he, he, said, he said, No, we want you guys there. Wow. And I, it, just, it, it just worked out.
2: I love it. You guys have been, like, it's, it's the brothers you choose rather than the brothers that you're born with. Although I love my brothers that I've been born with, but the ones you choose yeah. in life, you guys have, have been really close, haven't you?
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's been a great, it's been a great journey. And, uh, you know, and just, you know, like you said, relationships, 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 you yeah. know, and just, yeah. and just obviously you can, you can benefit each other. You can, you know, you can work off each other, but you can also just, you know, just love each other and want things to, to do well. Like even now, he has, he has a song I think he's putting out. He's, he's really writing some good stuff. And, you know, I hadn't been writing lately, uh, but I'll hear something that he's putting out on Facebook or whatever, and I'll listen to it. And I'll still just text him or call him and say, dude, I love that song. It's yeah. freaking great. Yeah, because I want him to do well. I always want him to do of well, course. whether I'm a part of it or
2: not. Yeah, of course, of course. No, 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 no. I love it. I know the victories, uh, the the bond, and the victories. You don't have to necessarily be a, exactly a part of it, but you're always a part of it in in morale yeah. and and it's real. You know what I mean? That's a real. Yeah. Th- those are real moments. We're talking to Kelly Loveless here in the Keep Missing Beautiful Studio. It's rolling by pretty quick. And uh, I don't like that because I uh, really love getting to know Kelly better on this show. Go to visit Mississippi.org to know that better. You're going keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio as always. I'm Steve Azar. We'll be
6: right back. Hey, hey.
2: folks, it's Steve Azar, and my friends at Guaranteed Bank are excited to introduce contactless debit cards. These contactless debit cards can make checking out quick and easy. The tap-and-go process is quicker than inserting a chip card, and way faster than using cash. How do you get your new contactless card? Well, it'll automatically be mailed to you when your debit card expires, or you can contact your local branch. Go to GBTonline.com to find out more. Guaranteed Bank, member FDIC.
0: Nobody covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk. Super Talk Mississippi News is your source for all things Mississippi. Stay here and hear the stories that matter. Super Talk Mississippi News. Online at supertalk.fm.
4: Hey, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. You can hear the show Saturday afternoons 1 until 3 right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Gary Klein and Kelly Jordan are our pros from the Bassmaster Elite Series. Mr. Whitetail Larry Wysoon takes care of all of our big game needs. Plus, Tom Dawkin and Ronnie Smith will help you build a better bird dog. Not to mention the fact that we just have a whole heck of a lot of fun with a lot of great guests. I hope you'll be a regular. Hey, we'll see you in the camp house this Saturday at 1 on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce. You can support Mississippi's many talented farmers, artisans, and craftsmen by purchasing products with a Genuine Mississippi logo. And that's the proof it's the real deal. To find products grown, raised, crafted, and made in our great state, just visit GenuineMS.com or visit the Genuine Mississippi store at the Mississippi Farmer's Market every Monday through Friday 11 to 1 and Saturdays 8 to 1. I'm Andy Gibson, and I am Genuine Mississippi.
0: Um.
2: Big Head Todd and the Monsters are coming. Saturday, July
3: 17th. Wicked Weed Brewing presents the Twilight Twilight Concert concert Series at Renaissance. Renaissance. Tickets
2: are on sale now at Ardenland.net. Don't miss Big Head Todd and the Monsters. With Southern Avenue and South of Eden, live at Renaissance. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland.
0: In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Sign on the door, says down home cooking. Four cups yeah, of coffee for I'm Kelly, hungry, three for me, I'm down one. I, I found out that he doesn't bring his fastball unless he's absolutely positive he's going to write a hit with somebody. That's interesting. <laughs> You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Kelly Lovelace is my guest, 16 number ones. Author, best-selling author. There's no telling what the heck's going on. A deacon of his church, United States Army, cum laude graduate at Belmont University. That doesn't sound like anybody that need to figure something out. That all sounds like it was just a ro- the roadmap paved in perfection to me. But I know that you had a journey, Kelly. There's a lot on your resume. And, you know, like you said, it takes a lot of time. Where were you sideways a little bit, and did you draw from that inspiration and turn that into success in the long run if you look back?
3: yeah I think I think where I was sideways uh, was was before the army um, i was I was just kind of floating around a little bit and I wasn't really doing anything uh, except just hanging out with the same people where you know we're making enough money to, to drink beer and eat pizza. and that's that's just all we were doing just all the time which not do not anything wrong with it. It's just I was in this little circle, and I just felt like okay i'm not gonna this isn't I'm not going anywhere doing this you know my my dad works for a nuclear plant, my brother's is you know just a accountant, and he's went to school, and I'm freaking waiting tables and drinking beer and eating pizza every night, you mm-hmm. know, and so yeah. I need to break out of that small group, but it's very hard to break out of a small group in a small town because you you can't do it within the town and so with that those kind of thoughts, I was wanting to straighten up a little bit, and then also I watched uh rambo first blood and i don't know if you remember watch, watching it but this scene where he's running jumps off the cliff and he, he gets he hits this pine tree and hit 20 limbs on the way down he gets to the bottom and he looks at his rib bicep and it had it was cut open he takes out his combat knife and unscrews <laughs> yeah, it takes a needle out and sews, it, and sews <laughs> it up himself and i and i set up on the edge of my seat and i said i want to do that and I went and joined the army the next morning.
2: Wow. Come and on.
3: So, no way. I'm Come telling on. you, that's the story. That's the story. I promise. That's wow. it. And my mom was crying, dad almost was, but they were like, Okay, this is probably gonna be good and and it was it was the best thing for me ever. Now it was definitely hard. And it wasn't like every day I was there I thought I made a great decision. But ultimately, you know, and I, I knew I didn't want to do the military forever once I once I was in there for a while. But it was still great for me. It's one of the best things I've ever done. And because it was so difficult, it gave you the confidence of while you're in there. Like, okay, if I can do this, I can do anything. You know, And, and nothing else was hard after that.
2: As an artist, so I wanted to write songs so I could go play live. I love playing live still like I did when I was 11. So let me ask mm-hmm. you this. For you, have you ever thought about doing the artist thing and going out on the road and, and, and doing what Brad does? Was that ever anything that crossed your mind and your heart?
3: It, it was before I got to Nashville. Uh, I did a play in bands for a couple of years, and actually, when I was when I was in the army, is when I did write my my first song. I got excited about it, and that's kind of a long a long story. But I I thought to myself then, I said, I mean, you know what? I'm going to come out of the army like freaking Elvis Presley and take the world by storm. But <laughs> well, that didn't happen. But I just but I did get out and get in bands and stuff, and I did like it. I did I liked the performing part. I liked being. Kind of the front guy part and talking and stuff like that. But I just realized over the course of time, I really wasn't singing because I needed to sing. I was kind of doing it because I was, I, it was kind of cool and your girls liked it. But I really wasn't a great singer per se. You know what I mean? It was good enough for a town band, but I, it was just one of those things over the course of time where I, I just didn't feel, I just didn't feel led to pursue that. I wanted, I had, I wanted to have a, a realistic goal, and I just felt that writing would be overall the best way to be successful for me
2: well and it's worked out great but i'm going to tell you this that i love the way you, your voice sounds and it, to me it's stylistic oh, and you think about the great singers in our time uh they've been that way so the ones you and i love the most sound. you know brad when you hear him you know chesney when you hear him you know keith when you hear him you yeah. know Carrie. you know willie you know waylon you know johnny you know you know a marty our boy Mar- I mean, it doesn't matter the bottom line is to me the greatest voices have been styl- stylistic. Nobody sounds like them, and you—you um, right. you have been to me that you could have done that. And I promise you this: if you wanted to do it, the way your career has gone, you'd have been as big as you wanted to be. I'm telling you, there's no uh, doubt
3: in my mind uh, that you. was a choice you made. It was a choice you made. You're good for me on a Monday morning. I'll tell you that. Thank I love you very it. Much. I uh, love uh, it. I love. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> let you go now
2: because that's the deal. Because we just—we just gave away that we're taping. We are on a Monday morning and. uh you don't have to be you till Monday. I can say that because that's part of the deal. There you go. It comes there with the territory. See, that just happened. It just happened. <laughs> right. Hey, buddy, I can't thank you enough for spending a Mississippi Minute. Folks, Kelly Loveless, just check him out. And also check out, if you're interested in writing songs or you want to know what that's like and you're young or you're, or you're 70 and you're still interested because it's never too late, check his book out. Do you have your website and all that, too? Do you, have, uh, do, you do all yeah, that?
3: It's just, uh, yeah, it's just kellyloveless.com. Okay, know? and that's and uh, EY, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, E-Y. E- uh-huh.
2: Well, Kelly, you've been in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, and visit Mississippi.org is a place that I'm going to have you down, and uh, we'll we'll do something, but I appreciate your time. Blessings to you and your family,
3: and uh, we'll roll later. Hey, You too, Steve. Thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate being here with you. All right, you're the best. Thanks.
2: Woo! I'm Steve Azar in a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. Folks, it's Steve Azar, and my friends at Guaranty Bank are excited to introduce contactless debit cards. These contactless debit cards can make checking out quick and easy. The tap-and-go process is quicker than inserting a chip card, and way faster than using cash. How do you get your new contactless card? Well, it'll automatically be mailed to you when your debit card expires, or you can contact your local branch. Go to GBTOnline.com to find out more. Guaranty Bank, member FDIC.